Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Boston Sanctuary since 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the Boston metropolitan area and beyond. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. We're located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets in downtown Boston, Massachusetts. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. I found a lost Thanksgiving tradition. It started on December 22, 1820, the bicentennial celebration of the landing of the pilgrims at Plymouth hosted by the newly founded Pilgrim Society with Daniel Webster, Massachusetts conservative senator as guest speaker. I know, not where you'd expect me to be looking for a lost tradition. (laughs) But there it was, just this, five kernels of corn at each plate meant to serve as a reminder of scarcity, the period in the early 1620s known as the starving time. The first Thanksgiving in the fall of 1621 was an isolated feast followed by a long spate of completely disastrous harvests. In that first year, rations had already been cut in half when, later in November, a ship, ironically named Fortune arrived with 35 new settlers and no provisions, no food, no warm clothing, and no bedding. By May of 1622, the harvest was still four months away and the food was all gone. Edward Winslow had been a leader on the Mayflower. He sailed 150 miles up the Maine coast to beg. He returned to his starving colony with a quarter pound of bread per person per day, period. That fall's harvest failed utterly. Through trading with the Wampanoags and some shellfishing and a little hunting, the pilgrims scraped by through the winter. It was while awaiting the harvest of 1623 that according to Governor William Bradford, the colonists subsisted on a few grains of corn at a time. And then, bad to worse, a six-week drought began in June of 1623, withering the crops. The little band turned to their last hope. In July, assembling one morning under a hot, clear sky, They dedicated the day to prayer. They prayed for deliverance. They prayed for nine hours. The next morning, it began to rain. It rained for two weeks, reviving both the harvest and the colonists. And in that same month, the ships Anne and Little James arrived with 60 new settlers and a great load of provisions. The starving time was over. 
Along the way, we forgot. They remembered in 1820, but until now, nearly two centuries later, we forgot. Five kernels of corn at our Thanksgiving place settings to remind us of our abundance. Let's remember. We live, as the Chinese curse would have it, in interesting times. Times fraught with the anxiety and depression of scarcity, but times that also proffer the promise of refulgent abundance. I invite you to join me this morning in a reflection on abundance in scarcity. My friend Gita was born and raised in India, a country of both garish wealth and grinding poverty. Gita arrived in the United States to do graduate studies in sociology. Her faculty advisor sent her to a well-known Boston housing project to interview residents and gather data for her thesis. Doodlefully following the direction she'd be given, she got off the tee in the heart of one of Boston's poorest neighborhoods but she couldn't find the projects. She spent a long time walking on crumbling sidewalks past burned out buildings and empty lots filled with trash, past graffiti and groups of aimless young men hanging out on street corners. Finally, she gave up the search. When she reported this to her advisor, he told her, that was it, Gita, those are the projects. She protested, but there are buildings there. I looked in the windows. People have lights on. They have televisions. As it turns out, poverty in the United States looks very different from poverty in India. Gita returned to that neighborhood and began her interviews in earnest. I asked her about her conclusions. I found them shocking. Our poverty looks different from yours, and it is different, Gita said. In the projects, I couldn't find joy. In India, even the poorest of the poor have joy. These two scenarios, pilgrims starving for food and project dwellers starving for joy, are just two reasons we want to place five kernels of corn at our Thanksgiving table settings. No matter how poor you may feel, no matter how poor in spirit you may be, Thanksgiving comes to remind us of the possibility for abundance and joy. Stephen Covey, author of The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, coined the term scarcity mentality. He wrote, most people are deeply scripted in what I call the scarcity mentality. They see life as having only so much, as though there were only one pie out there. And if someone were to get a big piece of the pie, it would mean less for everyone else. 
The scarcity mentality, he continues, is the zero-sum paradigm of life. People with a scarcity mentality have a very difficult time sharing recognition and credit, power, or profit, even those who help in the production. They have a very hard time being genuinely happy for the success of other people. I'm compelled by the ways the scarcity mentality creates a sense of not enough, including by convincing us that having more, buying, consuming, and accumulating more stuff is some kind of stay against every manner of poverty. If we're smart and lucky, we've figured out that more is not always better, that more stuff does not always equate to more joy. When you think about that for which you are most grateful, what comes to mind? First thought, best thought. Loving and being loved. Health and access to health care and medicine. Good food, nature, education meaningful work that isn't necessarily the job for which you're paid. Yes, at some point, our toys will make that list. But I can promise you from the experience of accompanying many people at the end of their lives that toys and the money that was accumulated to buy them are not at the top of the gratitude list. Stephen Covey also coined the term abundance mentality. He writes, the abundance mentality flows out of a deep inner sense of personal worth and security. It is the paradigm that there is plenty out there and enough to spare for everyone. It results in the sharing of prestige, of recognition, of profits, of decision-making. It opens possibilities, options, alternatives, and creativity. Abundance is what we're all going to focus, where we focus on what gets our attention and devotion. Cup half empty or half full? Donut hole or donut? This is actually based on hard science that concludes literally that starting out with our reticular activation system, that that on which we focus will be what we see. Dahani Oahu, founder of Sunray Meditation Society, is fond of reminding her students that when we're feeling poor, it's time to make a gift. As counterintuitive as that sounds, it is the foundation of abundance mentality. If you feel you're not making enough money, try giving some away. If you feel that you are not on the receiving end of enough validation and appreciation, try validating and appreciating someone else. The trick is that suddenly you feel wealthy. This is abundance mentality, abundance in scarcity. On a summer night in 1986, writer Andre de was driving from Boston to Haverhill when he pulled over to help two young people whose car had broken down. 
An oncoming car swerved and hit them. Andre Debuse never walked again. He also fell into a depression so deep he feared that he might never write again. He told National Public Radio host Terry Gross, I saw a psychologist who, who said, you're not depressed, you're sad because you've lost your legs. Friends said, you'll always wake up missing your legs and you'll never get over that. I had to learn to wake up feeling this and expect to go through this each day and night, he said. Terry Gross asked him if he'd been able to find a way to tell his story so that what his listeners feel is not pity, but a larger sense of the fragility of life. He answered, every time I tell it, it's always with awe and gratitude. Everyone I know who's disabled has used the words gratitude and grateful. And he did write again, to great acclaim. Author Tobias Wolf wrote, Andre Debuse has made of his wheelchair a place to see the world more clearly than ever. He is open to mystery. And of all mysteries, the one that interests him the most is the human potential for transcendence. This is abundance mentality. Abundance in scarcity. Last Sunday, I shared my favorite quote from Dr. Richard Moss. It's worth repeating now. Living through extraordinary times, he said, finally, I reached a state of resignation. I had done everything I could think to do, and all that was left was acceptance. I vowed to myself that I would live one moment at a time, and even if I knew nothing but this misery, I would learn to be grateful. This is abundance mentality. Abundance in scarcity. For many people throughout the world, for many of you, there are, as I said, these are such times. Freighted with uncertainty, fraught with anxiety, the light fading and the night threatening with no relief in sight. I think of the opening lines of English poet W.H. Auden's September 1, 1939. I sit in one of the dives on 52nd Street uncertain and afraid, as the clever hopes expire of a low, dishonest decade. Waves of anger and fear circulate over the bright and darkened lands of the earth, obsessing our private lives. It feels a little like that, doesn't it? We need a faith for these times a faith that gives us courage and hope. We need a saving faith, a faith deeply rooted in the power of spiritual community. Unitarian Universalism calls us to affirm the inherent worth and dignity of every being. 
to affirm our deep interconnectedness in the web of life. W.H. Auden's poem concludes, no one exists alone. We must love one another or die. This beloved faith community reminds us that we are not alone and that there is abundance even in scarcity. We gather to remember that together so much is possible. Beloved spiritual companions, at this Thanksgiving time, may we remember the five kernels of corn. May we seek and see abundance, even in scarcity, even in scarcity. May we open to mystery, open to joy. Together, so much is possible. Together, let us love and let us give thanks.